Hello, Scripted Botch Universe. My name is Pierce Lancaster, and alongside me, as always, is my broadcasting partner, who is a massive wrestling fan, Mr. Brian Gatina. Hello, Something Brian. Like Tell everyone how you're doing today. Hi, I am doing wonderful. Well, Brian, you did... You went out of your way to start this wrestling podcast with me. And so... Because you did that, I would assume that you're a big wrestling fan. Isn't that right, buddy? Something like that. Yeah. I guess I'd say that I'm a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling fan. Yeah. So, how does uh, Eddie Guerrero's theme song go? Go ahead. Um... I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I knew you did. For and some I'm just reason, you. It's, it's horrible. But for some reason, when you said Eddie Guerrero, I couldn't think of anything but Chava's song. It popped into my head, and I couldn't think of anything else. So I have no idea. Chavo, the man that had the golf cart gimmick. <clears throat> the man anyway, that had the what? The golf cart gimmick. Oh yeah. He had that gimmick where he was like Tom or something. And he was like, yep, my name is Tom and I drive a golf cart. It was dumb. But anyway, yeah, I know, quality events. But anyways, we had a a thrilling episode of Raw. And it started out with Motorhead and Triple H coming out to the ring. Which I don't think we've seen in the Thunderdome yet. And I really liked the green lights. It looked really nice. Um, There are a lot of things I'm going to miss about the Thunderdome. I kind of hope that they keep a little bit of the stuff that they, that they've like made in the Thunderdome, not with like the crowd particularly, but like all the different lights, the different, like, you know, like the, uh, the green aesthetic on like the ramp and stuff. Like I, I hope that they keep all that because I think it looks really cool. I agree. And whenever the Thunderdome cool. goes away, eventually, if it does, but um, the crowd started chanting Triple H, and then he said, "I want to say I've still got it. Listen to him." <laughs> and that crowd was chanting. It Ooh. was pretty bad. Welcome to the Thunderdome, Monday Night Raw! Fake cheers. I thought it was funny whenever he was like, listen to him, like he's self-aware. He's just fucking being goofy. No, I know. Um, Randy Orton comes out, and his music plays, you know, the good old Randy Orton Rev Theory song. Amazing. And he, sa- he says, you're gonna, you're gonna look me in the eyes. Flex your jaw muscle. That's what Triple H says to yeah. him. He's like, I which I thought was funny as shit. It was pretty. Funny. And then he, he's like, Randy is nothing but a no good prick, but not a bitch. So like, I question. Was say a bitch. I was saying it as soon as he started getting closer to him. I was like, say bitch, say bitch, say bitch. Man, they got really uncomfortably close to each other, and I just. I it just it just seemed very um Kith. sexually dominant. Oh my god. 
I don't know. They were getting real close, and they were like, I'm going to punch you. And I was like, uh. I loved that they were, like, really close, like, almost mouth to mouth. And he's like, Triple H is like, you want to fight me? And Orton's like, yeah, I want to fight you. I was like, God, this is okay. God, that's what I'm Take saying, the bedroom, guys. All right, we're on live TV. Chill uh, out a little. Just to clarify, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong if they are gay. It's no, just anyone doing not. that on live TV just uncomforting. You're right, especially if you're about to fight them in the ring afterwards. I mean, and we all know Randy, what he's known for. Randy Orton will put his junk, his uh, his uh, trunk, which is a hand, in his junk. Something. And then shake hands. Yeah. He'll do that. But um, he didn't call him a bitch. So I guess he really didn't mean it as much because the bitch, the, the word bitch is the biggest insult well, maybe in all the, of maybe uh, WWE. Maybe is like the men's version. Well, no, because people call men bitches too. I don't know. I don't know. Your wife. I guess your wife was unable to retrieve your balls from your purse. Randy says. Yep. Triple H's vigorously. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Randy said. Viperish three. Three worst letters in sports entertainment. Lee. That's how he said it. That was a description of how he spoke it. Uh, Triple H then threw a punch at him and it looked actually pretty good. I thought it was a really good punch. I did too. And he fell to the ground and you know, I take that as a yes. Triple so. H. Triple H is like, really? Because I didn't say yes. I just punched you. I don't know why you would take that as a yes. So he's probably thinking. But yeah. Something we'll like see, that. I guess. Will Triple H fight Randy Orton? Stay tuned to find out. We'll never know. Um, Charlotte backstage called Lacey Evans classless. Mm. Um, this was I think one of my favorite lines in this was she was like, "I even see people." She was like, "This isn't the first time I've seen somebody flirt with my dad." I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's I also gross. thought I was like, "Damn, your dad flirts with people in front of you all the time." Just like has people. I mean, it is Ric Flair, styling, profiling, wheeling, dealing, son of a something, son of a know. something. Yeah, it goes something. Drew McIntyre tested <laughs> for COVID, positive, but he doesn't have any symptoms. But he couldn't be here. Yeah, I just hope he's all right and comes back soon and doesn't leave. Should us he be back by next Monday? Long. I don't know. He'll probably quarantine for a couple weeks. He'll probably be out until, like, right before the Rumble. But uh, I just hope he's okay to come back soon because, dear God, I don't want to see as much as Seamus ever again as I saw tonight. That was too much Seamus. That, it, it was a little too much Seamus, like, replaced Matt Riddle in this week as far as the, the person being shown too much. But see, Riddle no. also got a title match, so he's still kind of up there, too, and importantness but yes Seamus we'll get to that later though um fart noise um Lacey Evans I I put this in my notes but for some reason I can't I don't don't see it I guess I made a weed or something but um oh yeah, yeah yeah this is what I wrote down Lacey Evans she just doesn't seem southern at all like she's trying to be southern but I feel like she didn't actually like grow up here. 
I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. I grew up in the South. I live in the South currently. Yes, I'm in like a suburb, so no one's really that Southern, but like, I don't know. I live near it. I'm always out. Like, I always go on little road trips. You know, like, there are places here that I, I witness Southern people all the time. Yeah. And I just I, feel like I, she's I not. Too, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would, would you say that she actually did a good portrayal of a Southern human being? I mean, I don't, some of it. I doubt she's. I doubt she's uh, southern as well, like super southern. <laughs> yeah, it it seemed it seemed really fake, and I feel like most people that are from the south can do a southern accent pretty well, just from being around it enough. Right. Maybe I'm wrong, but like she just seemed super super forced. Yeah, I mean it's not really that hard to do an accent like when you're. When you're trying to sound like somebody from the South, I mean, all you got to do is kind of put a little yeehaw into it and get it going, you know? But I didn't yeah. feel that kind of energy from her here tonight on this episode of my wrestling Raw. It just seemed kind of sad. Now, Mr. Mister Katina, I'm going to need you to stop it right there, mister. I wish, I wish somebody's gimmick oh, in WWE I mean. was just like an old man who was like, hey, get out of my, get, get out of my ring there, mister. Yeah, just, I, I wish it was somebody who was just in a lot of makeup and shit and they actually weren't super old but looked really old and they were just, their gimmick was just that they're old and can barely move and whatever and then as soon as the bell rings, they're just like fine and they just kick ass. Or we just need an actual southern old man as a manager. And, like, don't tell him what's going on. He's like, why are you hitting him? <laughs> That's That would be a lot funnier. I agree. Um, But um, we had um, Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. Um, Charlotte had Lacey in a submission leg lock and was slamming Lacey's head into the ring floor yeah it was i think i don't know what was going on it looked like kissem i don't even know what it was but it was like her legs were wrapped around her neck and she was like slamming her into the ground yeah it was then i don't know exactly what was happening but it looked good and there were there was another leg lock grapple segment like a, a little like spot where they were spinning around and stuff and it led into a couple pinfalls and stuff like that um i thought it looked really good and uh, Charlotte hung Lacey's leg onto the first rope in the corner and did a knee drop to it, and it looked really good. And yeah, it, everything seemed really good. And then Ric Flair comes out, and then we cut to commercial break. Ric Flair's music actually hit, too. He just comes out and does his little strut, and Charlotte's like, What? I just said in an interview backstage that you were at home and everything was fine and there was no bad blood or troubles. Here you are. Plot twist. Wait. Lacey then gave some really bad forearms and then right afterward there was like a headlock or something and I thought for a second we were watching a Baron Corbin match. God, why do we have to there bring him some, up every episode of this podcast? There were some like forearms. We from him. There were some forearms and a headlock right afterward. It was a very Baron Corbin sequence. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, you're right, it was. And Charlotte went for the pin. Ric Flair lifted up Lacey's leg to help her in the match. 
match. Put it on the rope. And then Ric Flair tripped Charlotte and grabbed her leg so she couldn't get to the rope afterward. Yeah. And Ric Flair helped Lacey Evans win and then went up the ramp with her. And then there was a backstage segment where they implied that Ric Flair was fu- <clears throat> He was he was he was fu- <clears throat> fucking Lacey Evans. <clears throat> God. Oh. Yeah, Lacey was like, I'll change in the hotel room. And they were like, and went off. And oh, I gross. think that, that does imply that they're going to fall. Yeah, dude. Uh, do you think, never mind, I'm not going to go there. You think, yes, Ric Flair's skin probably looks really saggy. No, I was going to say, do you think while he's fucking, he always is just like, what? Dude, I hope, I hope he has, I hope Ric Flair has a kink where he role plays as the Ric Flair wrestler. He's like in the, he's like, he's like fucking and he's like wheeling, dealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a bitch, wheeling. And he's just doing, he's like, woo. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, he's like playing as the Ric Flair character. He's like, I have to fuck every woman. And if I don't, then I have to retire. (laughs) Like how he had to lose, like if he lost, he had to retire. Yeah, he's like he's like, like if in you're the not fucking. Happy by the time you leave, I have to retire. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he's, he's just like Whoa. he's in the he's in the hotel room on the fucking on the fucking nightstand. He stands <laughs> at the top of it and he jumps off and does a frog splash. It goes for the pen. Anyway, um. She just comes out Keith of the bathroom Lee. and she's like, what are you doing? That's the pillow. I don't even... How old are you? All right. <laughs> Keith, Keith Lee was in a backstage segment with Seamus. And uh, I thought this segment was going to be really bad until the Miz and Morrison showed up. I, I agree. Like, Thank the Lord, dude. God, dude. I just... I don't know. What What happened here, Brian? Um, what happened here was the Miz and Morrison showed up. Uh, do I have to, are you going to make me say it? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. Miz said a line. He was like, just like the Browns just dethroned the Steelers. We'll surprise you and beat everyone. Like, don't, and I was like, wow, throwing shade at the Steelers. But I still love the Miz. It's okay. It was funny, so it's all right. And then I, yeah, they challenged Keith Lee and Sheamus I guess to so. Oh no, Keith Lee and Sheamus don't like each other. Yeah, they haven't really gotten along how, in the past. How are they gonna coexist? Well, in this segment what? before Miz and Morrison showed up, no. Ke- or Sheamus was like, you know what? Drew McIntyre respects you, so automatically, by default, since we're best friends in the entire universe, apparently, I respect you too, man. No, dude, dude, I, I don't, I don't think you get it. They don't like each other. Keith Lee and Sheamus? How are they going to coexist as a tag team, dude? 
I don't know. I, I don't think. Can. Dude, they don't. They don't like. Brian, they don't like each other. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my anyway. God. I don't Dude, know your parents, what to do. Your parents are like in the kitchen, like, God, what is he recording in there? It really wasn't. It really wasn't that bad. Um, it was it's just loud because I'm right next to your headset I mean you know what maybe they are maybe they're freaking the fuck out maybe they're like dude is he recording like a fucking ritual or something like I'm just in my room dancing in like a fucking pilgrim's outfit I'm like oh yeah like doing some weird like chants and they're like what wait what are you talking about (laughs) that's what they think I'm doing probably ugh Anyway, I just imagine one of them walking by and you saying something about, mm, yeah, he's so big and sweaty. That's such good shit. And they're like, wait. What? <laughs> Anyways. Dude, the turnbuckle exploded. And the look <laughs> on Keith Lee's face, it looked like it wasn't on purpose. It probably was. I can't imagine the spot being on accident. Yeah, but it seemed it seemed like it it, it wasn't it seemed like an accident. Yeah. I don't know. Morrison was kind of near the corner, and Keith Lee just ran up to him and just shoved him into the corner, and the top turnbuckle came disconnected from the post. And Keith Lee's just like, oh, he made the poggers face basically. And then, uh, <laughs> dude, dude, Tom Phillips was like, somehow our ring crew got it back together during the commercial. <laughs> When it came back from commercial, the dude was still up there working on it. That's another thing that makes me think it was probably real. Because, like, I don't know. If it wasn't real and it was a planned spot, then they did it really well. And props to them. But I want to say that later on in the night, they said something about it. And somebody, I don't remember who it was, but somebody, I think, kind of quietly said, I'm sure we'll see that again sometime. And I was like, what? They just foreshadow a new permanent spot? Because please don't do that. Don't do it too often. It'll ruin it, and we'll know it's fake. John Morrison is amazing. Sorry, Chris Angel pants, rock and roll, brother. Wait, Mind Frank! Mind Frank! You say Morrison was wearing Chris Angel pants? Dude, he was. He was wearing very Chris Angel pants. Like, okay, Chris Angel normally wears, like, black pants, but, like, it looked like something Chris Angel would wear. Like, for a shirt. Like, the design would be on a shirt, but it was on his pants instead. Yeah? It just, it was very Chris Angel. Huh. I guess I didn't, uh, you should have said something and I would have noticed more. I don't know. Dude, it, it was a very Chris Angel design. It was, it was like, you know those, like, crosses? Yeah. Those, like, rock and roll looking crosses? It was like those, but, like black and white on like black tights it was very chris angel looking huh yeah that sounds like like i want them to like escape from a fucking uh i don't know jump off the empire state building and survive at the end of the episode like chris angel would with that (laughs) outfit (laughs) i was waiting for it they're like and here we are at wwe corporate yes morrison was just there in a match don't don't think about that now but he's here with us and he's gonna jump off the top of the corporate building, dude. Just like I mean, Ring Chris Stereo Angel's and Alistair Black had to do. Dude, Chris, uh, uh, Chris Angel is just about, his magic tricks on his show are um, about as fake as 
WWE is. So, I mean, maybe they would both be good if they swapped professions. Maybe Chris Angel should be a wrestler and John Morrison should be, um, have a TV show and be a magician. He can be, he can be, um, John Morrison and his show could be called This Ain't No Make Believe because that's his theme music. <laughs> that that just came off amazing. the top of my head, dude. That dude. I, ju- uh, dude, you got to give me props for that Holy one. Shit, I just that's now thought incredible. of it. His show would be called Ain't No No, it would just be called Ain't No Make Believe. And then Chris Angel, like he would no he believe. would be Okay, yeah, this ain't no make believe. And then Chris Angel would come out and his gimmick would be that he's a mind freak. I don't know. And he, he would have his own theme. <laughs> the theme song to the show would be his entrance music. Speaking of mind freak, freak. What happened to the freak? We saw him and they hyped him up and then he just vanished. Dude, he um he he got the runs. I don't know. <laughs> you heard here, folks. WWE issued a statement. No, they didn't. I'm just kidding. We issued a statement that he got the runs, so they quarantined him for two weeks. How did this Probably match end? I wrote down the... How did this match end? I wrote down afterward that uh, that Keith Lee and Sheamus won, but yeah, I didn't... Keith Lee won with a spirit bomb. And Keith then, Lee uh... won with a spirit bomb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the announcer after this was like... Keith or, Lee. No, no, no. Keith Lee didn't win with a spirit bomb. Um, what happened? I don't remember either because of fucking what happened afterwards being so crazy. I know Keith but, Lee and Sheamus. Oh, Keith Lee was about to go for the spirit bomb, and he was charging it up, which I didn't notice before. I don't know if it's new, but he charges it up just like they do on actually like on Dragon Ball Z when they're the spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but. Ignore my home telephone going off in the background. Oh, dude, you might want to answer that. That might be Baron Corbin. He might. He was supposed to call in this week and talk about why he's so bad. I sent him a tweet. <laughs> Are you going to get it, buddy? <laughs> or, or it's Vince talk, trying to uh, tell us that he loves what we're doing. Because I told you they listen, so. Dude, yeah. Yeah, Vince is trying to... Um... Vince is trying to call in, but no, um, not Keith Lee was like, no, after the segment, the announcer was like, Keith Lee and Sheamus. Oh, I forgot to even uh, like, say okay. how it actually ended. Keith Lee was about to do the spirit bomb and then, uh, Sheamus tagged himself in and came in and broke kicked and won. So yeah, but then they looked fine and they were happy about it. And Keith Lee was like, okay, cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, they, like, hugged. They were fine. Yeah, the announcer just did not give Keith Lee the time of day, though. He was like, Keith Lee. That's how he, like, said his name. And then Seamus got, like, the big... And Seamus. No. Um, (laughs) Triple H had a backstage segment, which was really good. He's been great. Yeah, with the Motorhead shirt on. He's not even wearing Triple H stuff. He's just wearing Motorhead stuff. Rest in peace, Lemmy. Anyway, it was really good. He's been good. He was good all night. Honestly, Triple H was good all night. This I is a agree. good performance from him. His promos were he good. He was great. Keith Lee showed up. But he's like, listen. Oh wait, no. You skipped the. You skipped the craziness. No, I didn't. Yeah, because it went to commercial when after Keith Lee and Sheamus won, and they were no, it was in between. I was just about to comment on that. No, I promise it wasn't. There was a Triple H segment, and then after the Triple H segment, 
Keith Lee and Sheamus were just randomly started fighting. Oh, that's what made yeah, it worse. Right. That's what made no. That's what made it worse was I, they didn't just cut back from commercial and have them fight. They had a whole like at least three to four minute long Triple H segment, yeah, and then dude. randomly they were like, "Oh, Keith Lee and Sheamus are fighting." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, and the Triple H uh, like, accepted backstage. He's like, "Yeah, I accept the challenge." Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then, yeah, Triple yeah. H accepted backstage. And then after all of that accepting the challenge backstage, then after that, Keith Lee and Sheamus are just fighting in the ring. I guess they were just not fighting the whole time before when Triple H was cutting his promo. Yeah, I don't know. I it was no fucking idea. weird. I bet they, they were, were just a hugging. headbutt battle like they uh, like Goldberg and Drew McIntyre did last week. The whole time. <laughs> so they, were they start heads. fighting. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? No, that was it. I just said they were nudging heads. Dude, so the match starts, and Tom Phillips asks Samoa Joe, he's like, you've been in so many rivalries over your career. How could it go to zero to 60 just like that? I'm thinking the same shit. <coughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee. Like, we, we were like, oh, okay, I guess they're fighting. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I was I was so confused. And then, like... Keith Lee gave Sheamus these chops, and they looked really fucking brutal. Dude, yeah. And it was pretty bad, but I loved it. It was pretty bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm watching Sheamus do this hold, and he's holding on to it for like way too long. And all I can think is, geez, I can't wait to watch AEW in a few days. That's all I'm thinking. They're just holding on to this one hold for like ever. Dude, I'm yeah. Just like, God, dude. This I'm, is horrible. I'm also really excited for AEW. <laughs> they teased 600 pounds coming down to the ring with Lee and Sheamus fighting at the top of the turnbuckle. But <laughs> of course not. Sheamus at a clothesline from the top rope. What? generic the only move i've ever seen him do off the top rope dude sure. no he's just been working on it one day he's gonna one day he's gonna do like some he might have done a drop kick before but i i have noticed that he was up to the top rope and jumped off the apron like a lot tonight so who knows maybe he wants to be a high-flying big dude that'd be kind of cool i guess i wouldn't mind seeing a bro kick off the top rope even though it'd probably kill somebody because he'd probably land on dude head. that actually so, sounds like that 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 would look like shit I could see someone jumping down at him and him like countering with the brogue kick, but him jumping off the top rope and doing a brogue kick. You don't think it'd look cool if he just kicked somebody in the head on the way down and they fucking dropped immediately? I just don't think it would look good from him. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't think he could do one. I mean, that move would be hard to pull off off the top rope anyway, like from anyone. It's just kind of a weird, it's not really an, you know, like, like an RKO or like a spear that will work off the top rope. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe not. But, anyways. um, Sheamus did a submission on, on the arm while continuously kicking um, Keith Lee in the head. And it actually looked like some brutal MMA type shit. Like, if, I, like if that were to happen in, like, an MMA fight, the ref would call the match. He was just kicking this dude in the head repeatedly over and over again. I was like, fuck, dude. For real? Yeah, it, I don't know. Cool. I fucked with it a lot. 
Um, I like shit like that. That was like whenever Sasha and Bailey fought and uh, Sasha had her in some submission and just started slamming her fucking leg into the back of her head and kicking her. And Yeah, it was cool. Dude, I like yeah, I love that type of stuff. It makes wrestling seem more real. Um, I, I really liked it. Um, Keith Lee won with the spirit bomb. Ding, ding, ding. Keith Lee wins. No, it wasn't like that. I'm pretty sure the announcer actually was like, Keith Lee! I don't know. Yeah, and then Keith Lee got up, and then Drew McIntyre, Sheamus got up, and they looked at each other, and Keith Lee went to fist bump him, and Sheamus slapped his hand away, and then hugged him, and they hugged, and now they're fine again, I guess. Why? Dude, I don't know. But yeah, literally, that happened, and I was just like, how the f- why, dude? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. No. But. They just. That's so stupid. And it's always with Seamus too. They always do the shit with Seamus. Where they're like. Oh they're actually feuding. Oh wait no they're not. Oh wait they are. It's probably because Seamus. They don't know what to do with him. They're like. Do people like him? Do people not? We'll put him with people that people like. Is he feuding with Drew McIntyre? Or is he not? I think they're best friends, buddy. That's why he was telling Keith, like... But they just teased a feud, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, but Drew McIntyre's feuding with Goldberg. Oh, so now... So so they're friends now. Yeah, they're best friends. Until it But this isn't Survivor again. Series. Ha! <laughs> they don't need to just break their... No. Dude, it's so... I don't know. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I'm telling you, they don't know what to do with Sheamus. What would you do with Sheamus? Fire him? Me too. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't fire Sheamus. I'd have him go back to just being a heel and just, uh, yeah, I don't know, not being, friend. I don't know. I guess I'd make him turn on McIntyre. I wouldn't make him turn on McIntyre. I would just make him, like, job. <laughs> like, I would just, I'd just be like, oh, well, you're not friends with McIntyre anymore. Okay, you know, you're going to lose to Matt Riddle today. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> That's what you do with Sheamus. Yeah, dude. They're like, all right, well, we need to have T-Bar come out because we need a retribution segment. Seamus, you ready to get pinned? He's like, sure am I. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you're like, yeah, Mo- Mojo-, Mojo Raleigh needs to needs to come up in the in the roster. Oh, Seamus, you ready to take this L really quick? Seamus, we realize that R-Truth almost never successfully actually defends the 24-7 championship. He always just loses it and gets it back. But you're going to go attack him, and he's going to kick your ass, and you're not going to pin him. Seamus, listen, just take the L, take the L from Slapjack, (laughs) Uh, and we'll make you the final headlined match of main event. (laughs) Just try, it'll be worth it, dude. Dude, it'll be worth it. You'll get to be on main event, and you'll get to, and and you'll get to have a 30 minute main event match. uh, There you go, buddy. Oh, God. Dude, main event, I literally watched it the other day because I saw a thumbnail, and it was, I was just literally, I saw there was a new episode, and I clicked, and I saw there was a thumbnail, and it was Jeff Hardy and somebody, I was like, Jeff Hardy's on main event now, are you kidding me? And I clicked, and I looked, and actually, main event had, what was the match? It was Akira Tozawa, the ninja leader, versus somebody, uh, I think it was T-Bar, and then after that, it played the entire 
uh, what match was it? It was like a whole match they played from a couple weeks ago, and then they played the entire Jeff Hardy Orton match after that, and it was just like main event is just replaying the other shows. I did not know that. I thought there was actual like a bunch of matches on main event. There's like one or two, and then it just shows old matches. Remember when the WWE did that for a little bit? Yeah, when they first when they first started doing the performance center shows. Yeah. They were like, here's this entire match from last week. <laughs> we're like, what? Or here's this entire match from a pay-per-view. Here's Bray Wyatt versus John Cena again. Dude, they showed they showed AJ Styles versus The Undertaker, I think, like three or four times. I don't know why I remember that, but I just do. God. It was so fucking bad. Yeah. But, um... Anyways... There was a Drew segment backstage. What happened here, Brian? Um, it, it was a Drew. Was I guess him it wasn't backstage. Responding to Goldberg, not backstage. It was back house, in Drew's house. He was responding to Goldberg, and he's like, "You came out here, and you." He's like, "Honestly, I was starstruck. I was really happy that you were coming out because I looked up to you and admire you. And then you opened your mouth, and my opinion on you changed. You." sat here and you told me I didn't respect all these people, you said all these things, which I never said, and you told me that it didn't matter if I said them because I was thinking them. How do you know what I'm thinking, Goldberg? Like, he was like, like that's almost word for word what he says. He's like, how are you going to sit here and put all these words in my mouth and accuse me of all this shit? Uh, well, that's not word for word. But accuse me of all these things that I didn't say and didn't do. Like, now I know you're just uh something i don't remember but yeah he's he's like so yeah i accept you need to be put back in your place and taught how to he's like i don't respect you the way i thought i did because you come out here sh- saying all these things and accusing me and yeah it was pretty good it was a good co- it was a good segment but yeah i mean yeah drew's good and then uh drew was like so to quote you goldberg you're next and i was like ah uh... got him uh, <laughs> I hate it. I like it. Because I like that he... Because we said the same thing. We're like, Drew would never have said that. And why is he putting words in his mouth? Like, what the hell? Like, we said that on yeah. the last episode. Where I say I hate the... I hate the your next thing. I, I do too, but I like that he used it back on him. He's like, you're the next one. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan, but I like the I like the rest of it. Yeah, and then we had an Orton segment, and uh, he actually cut a good promo. He talked again about directing all of his hate towards someone else, and this time I have a newfound hatred. I have a newfound hatred for myself, but I can turn that hatred towards Triple H. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how it went. And it was uh, Orton promo. And then we had yeah, Riddle was good. versus Bobby Lashley for the title. And let me just say, I told you all. Again. Because I said it last week. I said, I told you, Riddle's fighting Lashley. And if he wins here, then he's going to have a title shot. Because as soon as Riddle like sneak attacked Lashley in the ring a couple weeks ago and then ran... I was like, well, that means Lashley's going to fight for the title. Like, it's just so obvious. And then tonight, here we go. Got him. And they're, they're walking down to the ring, 
And I just think, because I know that they have the they have the tag team titles, at least I think they do from what I remember, yeah. and um, the, the Hurt Business. And, man, I'm just sitting here thinking, why don't they just give MVP the WWE Championship and have him beat Drew? And then they can all have championships, and then they can be a real insane stable. Words cannot Dude, come describe on. how bad I do not want that to happen. Dude, but you could give the title to MVP, and then the Hurt Business would have every single title. And then you would have Hurt Business segments. Dude, you would get tag team matches dude, with the Hurt you Business. Would you would get better. US title. Dude, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I just thought of something that would be even better. What, what if a f- couple of the members of the Hurt Business had some girlfriend... That they made backstage or something that was a wrestling. Ooh, and then, and then they, they won the two. women's tag titles and the women's championship. And then the Hurt Business will just have all the titles and we'll just have three hours of Raw just be the Hurt Business. That would be fucking awesome. Dude, yeah. I literally want you to know that me talking about this is getting me more disgusted than me talking about Ric Flair having sex. That... Uh, you had to bring that back up, didn't you, buddy? I sure did. <laughs> Dude, Tom Phillips, as as fucking Lashley's coming out to the ring, he's like, could you imagine if Bobby Lashley won the Royal Rumble and headlined WrestleMania? <laughs> Dude, don't even fucking tease it. Don't even Please, speak God. for the love of Please. God. Please. I'm just... I'm honestly glad that Lashley won because the way he teased that, I was like, are they teasing? Like, because if he lost, usually what happens is if someone's about to get a big push, they'll like use the mid, they'll, they'll lose the mid card championship and then go up to fight like a main champion. Yeah. So I was like, dude, fucking please don't. Because <laughs> it would not surprise me. I think eventually Lashley's going to fight Lesnar. I just feel it. I don't know. What if Lesnar fought Goldberg? Has that happened? Probably. Oh yeah, dude. I fucking thing. I think they. they yeah, they fought. Back. It was very um, finishery. You can imagine. You can imagine how that match went. Yeah. A couple punching back and forth segments, and then a finisher, a finisher, a kick out, a finisher, a kick out, headlock, <laughs> a finisher, something like that. But uh, clothesline, clothesline. <laughs> yeah. Irish whip. Uh, um, yeah, Bobby Lashley beat Matt Riddle, uh, tapped him out, it was okay. Um, as soon as this match started, uh, Lashley was just on top of Riddle, fighting him before the bell, like Riddle did to him last week. Uh, busted Matt Riddle open, his lip or something, his mouth was bleeding, and then, uh, fucking, he, like, threw Matt Riddle outside the ring, and he, like, fell hard, it looked bad, but he's fine, I'm sure. But yeah, dude, Riddle gave a really beautiful flip from the apron. He did. He bounced up on the side of the ring. Did like a backflip one eighty or something. It was beautiful. The match lasted two to three minutes, and I really fucking hate that. I hate when wrestlers get buried. That don't deserve it. It's Matt Riddle. He's not buried by any means. Um, But But, yeah, I agree. Why would we have like a three minute match right now, and then have? All these Ric Flair and fucking all those segments, like, I don't know. 
I wish there was more good wrestling and less dumb shit. But wait. I do love the dumb shit, though. But wait. There's more. Riddle wants MVP? He gets on the mic. He's <laughs> like, wait. I didn't beat Bobby Lashley, but I can sure as hell beat you, MVP. They cut to the... They, they, yeah, so they, like, cut to commercial, and I was like, watch. MVP's gonna be in ring clothes. And surprisingly, he wasn't. I thought he was going to be in ring gear, but he was just wearing a floral shirt, dress shoes, and khakis. Would you say he was dripping or not? I mean, I liked it. It was very um, business casual. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It was business casual. Um, I thought I thought he looked. I mean, I thought he looked. I mean, that would be something that I would potentially wear to like a job interview or something. I don't know. I I thought it was. I thought it looked good. Yeah, um, I agree. I wouldn't say he's dripping, but he looked good. Um, dude, the match barely even started, and then Lashley interfered and gave Riddle a spear, which I don't remember Bobby Lashley ever doing a spear. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't pay attention to his matches ever. Bobby Lashley—that's his finisher. That was his finisher all the way up until he started doing the full Nelson. Oh, always oh, a spear. That was his finisher. Yeah. Because he'd usually hit the spear, and when he did, he'd like do a front flip with it. That was always dude, his I, finisher. D- dude, Since I've I ever known him, remember. even in like TNA. <laughs> dude, I swear to God, his finisher's always been the spear. <laughs> well, I haven't really paid attention to Bobby Lashley. So dude, I swear to God, he's hit the spear in every match. That's he's been why in before well, that... he started using the hurt locker and tap or the hurt lock and tapping people out. Well, that's why. That's why when he did the spear, I was like, "Ooh, that's a good spear." I wasn't expecting that. Did you not hear me say that? Yeah, you, yeah. I, did I didn't know he that, ever yeah. did it. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, I feel so fucking stupid. That's oh. hilarious, dude. Yeah, even like in TNA and all that, he always had the spear. That's so great. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle segment ended up being a total of like. Seven to eight minutes with the combined two matches. Yeah, and I want to say, I mean, MVP went for a ball in, and it didn't have a fake crowd pop that said ball in. Like it does with every other superstar. I guess MVP is not worthy. Maybe just because he's not, they didn't expect him to wrestle, so they didn't have it queued up. I don't know. Ah, just kidding. Yeah, obviously. they didn't expect him to wrestle. Yeah, yeah that's see, what it was on the spot. They didn't. That's why he was wearing regular clothes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> he said, yeah, buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, Triple H had a backstage segment with Keith Lee, and yeah, it was really unnecessary. Keith Lee came out, yeah. Keith Lee's like, I know you accept it, but you don't have to do this. I got you. I've already been in two matches tonight. I don't have a problem making it three and beating up Orton again. I was like, please, no. I don't want to see a third Keith Lee match. He's good and all, but God. They're running out of wrestlers, buddy. Yeah, I know. But, anyways, next we have the Triple H and the Viper, the Legend Killer, the sick and twisted, most demented and evil man in sports entertainment. The three most deadliest letters. Yep. Triple H comes out to the ring Triple with H less than nine and a half letters. minutes. What'd you say? 
I was just making a dumb joke because you said the three most deadliest letters, and then you said Triple H, and then you started. I was like Triple H. He's the most. Those are the three most deadly. H H H. Three most deadliest letters. There you go. Dude, that should be their um, whole tri- feud. They should have their feud. Like Triple H is like. There's a new most deadliest letters in this town. New three most deadly letters in this Thunderdome, and that's H H. Then it just closes up, zooms in, super close to his face, and he's so serious. He's like, "H," and the crowd's like, "That would be, that would be an internet meme." Him saying "H" like that all intense, zoomed in, being like, "H." That'd be one of those like really like distorted <laughs> like, like... <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, Triple H comes out to the ring with less than nine minutes left in our Hulu taping. Pointed it out. I'm like, Brian, dude, there's like eight and a half minutes left. Oh, I hate that like, so much, dude. And the entrances weren't even done yet. Maybe just not like, have Randy that had to Keith come Lee to the segment, ring. and then there's an extra two minutes right there. And then, uh, I don't know, dude. I'm sure you could cut so much other random shit out of this pay per view up to this point. Pay per view episode. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, dude. There's just title matches all the time now. I don't know what's regular and what's a pay-per-view anymore. <laughs> so the match starts with five and a half minutes left after all the entrances. <laughs> There's five and a half minutes left of the show. And it was really fast-paced and there was a lot of stuff happening. Punching and back and forth, going at it. Just setting it setting it off. And then I want to say, like, there was a kid in the background doing... The L on the forehead, take the L, whatever, Fortnite dance. He was just off. He was just over on the side, <laughs> just doing in the Thunderdome, just doing the Fortnite dance. And then the Thunderdome lights started to cut out. I think it's the this Thunderdome. Kid. He has something to do with it. He was menacingly L dancing, and then the lights started cutting out. And I, I am uncomfortable. I don't. I think he has something to do with it, man. I don't know. Pretty ominous. But yeah, the lights started cutting out. And then... Oh, also, before that happened, I forgot to mention, Triple H went under the the ring and miraculously, it's so perfect. I don't know if it was planned. Probably not. But there was a sledgehammer under there, exactly where he was looking for it. (laughs) Don't know if it was planned or not. No, I don't know. But... And then, yeah, he had a sledgehammer. He went into the ring, and that's when the Fortnite kid and the lights started cutting out. And then Triple H picked up his sledgehammer, and it was on fire out of nowhere. <laughs> like, literally, the lights, like, cut out. He had a flaming sledgehammer in his hand. What happened to him? Because then Alexa, the lights went out. The lights out. cut out again, and then he was just gone. And then they cut back on, and Alexa Bliss was in the corner. And the ring looked... In a very pleasing looking purple color. See what happened was the lights cut out again and then they cut back on and there was that creepy, ominous, distorted Firefly Funhouse theme song and I loved it. It was just so terrifying sounding. And then yeah, Alexa Bliss was in the corner. And And what just happened after this? Dude, I She's don't holding know. her her hand, she has pain. Written on her glove. On her glove. She it up under her chin and does that creepy smile or, or stare. And then... And then... Gets anime superpowers. 
and shoots a then... fucking fireball at Randy Orton. <laughs> you can't make this Alexa... up. And Alexa... Alexa Bliss had a meeting with Vegeta. <laughs> no, dude. Alexa she... Bliss is secretly part of the Fire Nation this whole time and is a firebender. Because yeah, 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 yeah. She Alexa Bliss definitely. met Fire Lord, uh, Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah, she has been planning, and dude, I don't know how to even talk about this segment because it was just so fucking crazy. We wait, watched hang it on, like hang on, eight wait. times and slowed it down, and it's just so crazy looking. And if if Alexa Bliss, no, I have an important question. Hang on, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, this is okay, important. Okay. This is important. If Alexa Bliss is a firebender, but all of the lights were out, how did she get her power? Because the firebenders, if there's no sunlight and there's no light, well, then they weaker. can't firebend. Well, they're just weaker. It's, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe because... Yeah, that wasn't that big. The, the, fiend, the fiend getting burned alive. I don't know. I was trying to incorporate that somehow, but I have no idea. Dude, it's like Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man, dude. <laughs> How's because that? because I have a theory that Alexa Bliss is the fiend because they teased it like years ago, so so but th- but that also means She's that Bray Abigail, Wyatt though. is okay. But but Sister Abigail is a part of it's like it's like it's like the Bible, dude. They're all fictional stories. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I almost just and spit then my and then out when you said it's like the Bible, they're all fictional <laughs> stories. Dude. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and then Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, and Sister Abigail, which is also Alexa Bliss. So that's four people. So, so basically, so basically, it's like Spider Man. It's like Spider Man. So Bray, so the Fiend got set on fire, but the fire got trapped into the Fiend's bones, like how the spider bit Peter Parker. <laughs> And I was then, wondering how the fuck you were trying to incorporate that into Spider-Man. And then, and and so then he got fire fire powers, and is in his part fire bend fire bending dragon, and <sighs> that's connected to Alexa Bliss, who is Sister Abigail, who is Bray Wyatt, who is the Fiend. I think you're reaching a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> and then, and and then. Um, or no, 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 hold up, hold up. That's, that's one scenario, but there's scenario number two. There's scenario number two where they're all connected again, but, but break, but the fiend burned in hell and got taught from Satan how to, how to, how to, uh, control fire. Here's my theory. And, and Alexa bliss is what's your theory? What if the fiend is just an entity that can transport into other people's bodies? He transported into Bray Wyatt's body, and then Bray Wyatt got burned alive, and the fiend was burned alive. So the fiend transported into Alexa Bliss's body instead, but that fire mm. from the first body he was in gave him the power to shoot fire from Alexa Bliss's body. I don't know, dude. I'm just fucking kidding, this dude. Is... There you go. I mean, I mean, there's there's so many different possibilities. Yeah, and the, I think the biggest likelihood is that um, they were like, you know, it would be fucking crazy if we had somebody shoot a fireball at somebody, and Vince is like, that sounds fucking expensive. Is it going to look good? And they're like, no. And he's like, do it anyways. 
dude dude somebody at the somebody at the production team was like dude what if i made the shittiest looking fireball come out on the stage and everybody like laughed about it. they're like look, look look i'll edit it in right here look it will look like this and they were like playing around with like a fireball backstage and they're like dude that's fucking hilarious and then they're like let me talk to vince i'll make it seem really cool and vince is fucking old so they probably like showed vince the fireball effect and he was like yeah like okay that that's my theory is that this was a joke I with don't someone think it was backstage. A joke. Somebody back, dude. Dude, I guarantee it wasn't a joke. They okay, maybe it wasn't a joke, but it looked wolf running around here. They don't know what's good content. Okay, but, but I, I'm just letting you know that this actually looked like a high school broadcasting project. Like I've seen projects where people have like guns in like broadcasting because i had friends that were in broadcasting and like i do film and stuff and like i see like this looked like a high school and or bad college project with a gunshot being shot out or like a really low budget action like this this looked like it would have been a joke spot on velocipaster (laughs) with a gun that's what this looked like it was that bad it was fucking best movie ever if you don't if you have never seen it download Tubi tv it's free watch it it's incredible this looked like a joke spot with guns that would have been on loiter squad or eric andre show <laughs> that's how bad this looked honestly no wait no 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 no. eric andre had a spot with guns and it looked better than this my <laughs> bad sorry it just looked so bad so and the way like it was the way afterward the way orton reacted it just didn't, it looked so fake. It looked like, oh my god. Uh, oh my god, Randy dude. Orton might be blind. Literal quote. <laughs> that was the happened. best quote. Dude, yeah, as soon as that happened, Randy Orton just dropped to the ground screaming and holding his face and his eyes. And he's like, ah! She like shot the dude, fireball at him and it hit him like in the face, it looked like. And is he going to wear an eye mat? And then... Is he going to wear an eye patch like Rey Mysterio? What if Randy Orton came out and he had like bandages over his eyes, but somehow he could still see through them and he just fought and he was like the blind viper and like his gimmick was that he's blind now, but he could still fucking take out people. That'd be crazy. Dude, no, he's got to come out like Rey Mysterio. They just bring real superpowers into it. Like Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. He's blind and he can sense their hair presence and he's blind wrestling and she shoots fireballs at him during the match. That would be an incredible thing to watch at WrestleMania. And then, no, dude, and then they get Robert Downey Jr. And he actually comes out as Iron Man and, like, fights. I want him to fight Alexa Bliss, because Alexa Bliss is, like, the low-budget WWE Iron Man now, I guess. She shot a fireball out of her hand. Dude, what if she just flies around the Thunderdome next week shooting fireballs at Orton? I would watch that. Dude, no. I figured it out. I figured it out what it is. Alexa Bliss is casted as a firebender in the new Avatar The Last Airbender movie, the live-action one, and they're doing cross-promotion. So they're going to come out next week and be like, Alexa Bliss is in the new Avatar movie. She's a firebender in it. Just that's how she did it this week, last (laughs) week. And Uh, it's just going to be all like a promo spot for the new Avatar movie. Dude, I... That's going to be on Netflix. I really hate that. And they're just like, 
John Morrison has apparently been doing weird things too. He was seen in an interview where he admitted that he metal bended the turnbuckle to cushion his fall. That's why that spot happened. Everyone was so surprised, and now we know why. And John Morrison's just. Oh, you're talking about Keith Lee? No, I was saying Keith or John Morrison took the turnbuckle off as he hit it to cushion his fall or something like. Oh. <laughs> so I was saying, yeah, John Morrison's been seen doing weird. Th- I would think he would be more funny with superpowers. He'd be a better personality. I could God, see him being, could see him being like a Hancock, like a Hancock type, like that <laughs> movie. I never saw it, but I just remember the trailer. I feel like he'd be like a cool, like funny superhero. Yeah, he'd be like the Deadpool of this universe. Dude, yeah. But I guess that does it for this week's um, <sighs> Raw. Um, Isn't it crazy how a... 10 to 15 second sequence can change your whole opinion on wrestling as a whole (laughs) on WWE like you you literally witness Alexa Bliss fire a fake wet like fireball in that sequence like and, and then Randy Orton reacting it was no longer than like 30 seconds yeah. And you watch that, and there are people that are going to be like, I'm never watching wrestling ever again <laughs> after watching so? that. And that was just, it's it's really crazy how 15 minutes, 15 seconds, or not, not 15 seconds, my bad, can change your, a whole perspective. I mean, there are people that are never going to watch at least Raw ever again, and their ratings are already declining. Yeah. And... I and their numbers are declining so much and after this I don't know what's going to happen Especially and I already like know us, like we're not going to stop watching obviously we have a show to run and honestly I love it cuz it's funny and cringy but there are there are people who already hate supernatural gimmicks as it is like us that are going to see that and be like all right this is too much nope I'm out as soon as you start it having was fucking terrible fireballs fire at each other that's yeah that's crazy dude i'm really interested to hear what the reasoning is like the commentators are gonna have to be like an alexa blitz shot out of fire but like somehow like are they gonna say that she just shot it out of her ass or are they just gonna say that she are they gonna say that she i don't know did she have a weapon it looked like she was holding something but like i don't know dude it was super fucking fake they're gonna be like this was worse. We don't even know how this to was worse than the buried alive. So we're just gonna show you what happened, and they're like, "Yeah, that's what happened." They this was definitely worse than the segment where they burned his body. I agree because that actually didn't look terrible. No, like it was obviously the, fake. But dude, I, mean, I, I can't wait until they show this next week and edit it and do the camera angles to make it look more real and better. That's what I'm excited for. I don't know how they're going to make this look any better. See, that's another thing. It's like, I know it was horrible and dumb, but it's like, it makes me want to know what they do now. Like next, you know what I mean? That is, that is one. Th- yeah. I mean, it, it makes me interested in what's going to happen. I don't know what they're going to do with Randy Orton. Like, is he blind now? Is his eyebrows burnt off? <laughs> Dude, what if his, please come out next week, Orton, and have your eyebrows shaved off and gone because they burned off because you just got hit in the face with a fireball. That would be amazing if he sold it like that. Shaved his everything in his face. He has, like, a really bad makeup scar on his face. I just want him to be blind. Not really, but just, like, have bandages all over his head and face and just, like, have a mouthful. 
<sighs> well, I guess that does it uh, for our episode. Yeah, that does all. it for our recap. And Pierce, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and start with my first question. If you had the chance, I know you hate gimmicks that are like super powery, super magical, whatever gimmicks. But now seeing this, if you were in charge and you knew that you could do anything like that, what would you do next? Like not next, but just in your own thing, your own company, your own whatever, if you had the rights and you wanted to do something like this, what would you do superpower wise or like? mysterious gimmicky wise okay well if i i know you said if it were i know you said it was if it were my own company but i i just i would just really like to believe in my head that it was someone in the back fucking around because it doesn't have to be your own company if you were that person fucking around and you were like i know we can make this get on genuinely no one i don't think anyone at that level working for the world wrestling entertainment a massive business who works and stuff like that would make an effect like this and do it and think that it looks good. <laughs> like there's no, they were either pissed off at Vince or something happened. So in my head, if I were up next, I would be like, I would just be sitting in the back. I'd be like, guys, What's the farthest we can go where Vince will actually like let it go for the show? Dude, yeah. That's that'd be the game I'd be playing. I'd be like, I'd be like, can I make Alexa Bliss fly? That's what I'm saying. Like, what would like, you do? What would you do that was like funny or I'd put him behind like a shitty green screen. I'd be like, let's do a segment where they're on in a green screen and they're flying through an anime world. Dude. And then they end up having an anime battle. Dude, like that's what I would do. Let's have Randy Orton be so scared that he leaves this planet, gets on a ship, flies away, and then Alexa Bliss flies into space, <laughs> tracks him down, and they fight in space. She's hurling asteroids and fireballs at him, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know. That would, uh... Dude, that, dude, yeah. Dude, I saw this like... thing on PWG where it was this dude who like made time go slow and all the wrestlers went with it and it was just this big ass match and all these wrestlers were like going in slow motion and the whole crowd was also playing playing along and going in slow motion and it was one of the best things I've ever seen. The the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. <laughs> have you watched that match? Yes, I have. Dude, Ugh. yeah, this is it's just, this is so like Okay, if people think AEW is like mud show, I would expect a fireball on AEW, not on. WWE. I would too. From fucking what's her name, the oh, girl, Abaddon. what's, her, yeah, Abaddon would f- shoot a fireball, or something. Dude, I cannot believe this happened. I I think a really cool one would be like somebody who could freeze time. Like imagine that somebody comes out of the ring and they're in the middle of like the match and they just freeze time. And they just punch them a bunch and like do all these really fast little shots to the body and they stand still or whatever. And then they just unpause time and the dude just flies back and just dead. And they just pins him. Like, that would be an amazing gimmick. That would be so cool. And, like, when that happens, need... the ref stops too and they pause all the Thunderdome screens to where everything stops, the commentary stops. <laughs> and they're like, what just happened? <laughs> I need that a wrestler so who can good. do the time, who can do the time thing 
but he puts stuff in reverse and everyone has to try and like reverse everything they did. <laughs> like someone did a suplex and they have to do like the reverse of like the suplex and they have to like, they'd have to like pretend to like not hit the clothesline like, <laughs> and then like jump off the turn, like the, like the, uh, the rope <laughs> and it's just, everything is in reverse and it just looks really bad. That would be pretty funny too. But I would only want to do it if it were a live crowd. Because if WWE actually like just played the tape in reverse, that wouldn't be as funny. I, I would want it to be in front of a live crowd where they like try and recreate it. It would just be so fucking stupid. <coughs> Dude, yeah. I but agree. um, I I think that no. would be funny too, though. I think it would be funny if um uh, if um there was more like superpowers and just more craziness but for sure. This by far is the worst supernatural thing I have seen in all of pro wrestling because I'm going to put it this way because other wrestling promotions that have done things like this, they're self-aware and they do it on purpose and they do it because they think it's funny and they're being like, ha ha wrestling is fake. You know, like they're just being stupid. Like, like I, I saw a wrestling promotion where they did, um, they were like busting out fake guns on each other, like finger guns, and the whole crowd is selling it. The whole crowd's like, ah, ah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah. And then one of them falls to the ground dead, and they're like freaking the fuck out, you know. Like the crowd is selling it. And then when they did Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan, like the commentators were like commentating it, and like the crowd is selling it, and the referee is like doing pinfalls and like all this type of stuff, and like that stuff is very self aware. Yeah, but this was supposed never, to be serious. I would never expect the WWE to like do something that they were self aware of like that. Vince isn't the type to be like, "Let's add magic and fireballs, and it'll be funny." He's like, "No, this will be cool. People will love it. It's serious." <sighs> so stupid. This is th- this was the worst supernatural thing, and that's saying a lot. Like we've had we've had Bray Wyatt come out from the the whatever. What was that? Was it a coffin? What did Randy stuff him in? That one segment where it was like the chair oh, it was that just moved. just a wooden box. And he lit it on fire he, and then he came he out, came as out the of fiend. the wooden box. Undertaker came out of the coffin multiple times. Um, like, this is the worst. The WrestleMania match with AJ and the Undertaker when the Undertaker just popped out of nowhere from behind him. Yeah, that like, was pretty dude. bad. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Yes. When he but was this. In that hole and then AJ Styles and then he teleported into the tractor thing. Yeah, that was really, really, really bad. The whole John Cena Firefly Funhouse match, the match, the Extreme Rules theatrical match with Bra- with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, which was the worst thing. The Extreme Rules one. Yes. The horror show. That. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yes, the horror show at Extreme Rules, the, the Swamp match, whatever it was. We couldn't, uh, like, it was like five episodes ago, I think. We couldn't remember who the fuck uh, Braun Strowman was feuding with. Yeah, it was definitely Bray Wyatt, because I remembered that that happened. I remembered after. Yeah, Braun Strowman had a feud with Bray Wyatt, and that match was better than this segment. I love this segment, dude. This was my favorite part of Raw, because it was crazy, and I just can't wait to see what they do with it, because it was so bad and stupid. It's fucking horrid. It's so funny. It's like... It is funny, but God, dude. I mean, you know what? At least it's interesting. Right. I would rather it be interesting than like nothing. So I'd rather I mean, it be interesting and funny, but bad than be like bad and boring. You know, like yeah, like I Baron like, Corbin or something. Yeah, I feel like it was just like it's like watching 
like a Bollywood movie action movie sometimes. They're like sometimes they're bad, but the action scenes and the fight scenes are just so off the fucking wall and they're crazy that it's just so funny and it's great. Yeah, no, they're all so good. Yeah, but I was gonna say they it, some of them have an actual really good storyline too. But I'm just saying, even the ones that are bad, like the scenes like that redeem the movie so that was like this like this was so bad but it was so funny and stupid but i love it but my question to you is is which wwe entrance music of all time is the worst who had like the shittiest theme the shittiest theme they're Uh, so bad Ooh, i know the answer to this hold on i'm trying to fact check myself really quick because i want to make sure i know because i think i know who the shittiest uh you go ahead and say yours first i i don't know if i have one i can't jim johnston had really good themes for a long time i mean dude he voiced a whole wrestling like generation with jericho and steve austin and like dx and stone cold did i already say him yeah. I don't know if I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, he did like all of the. Jim Johnston did all of those entrances. And then CFO came. I mean. All right. I know. I know my answer. It's not a bad song. It was just really horrible choice for this person. And they only had it for like a week. And then they changed it. And it was Randy Orton. Because before it was CM Punk's theme song, This Fire Burns by Killswitch Engage was used by Randy Orton once. And it was so dumb and didn't make sense and he looked so bad coming out to it that it lasted a whole week and then they changed it. That song is amazing. I don't know how... See, I thought CM Punk wanted that to be his theme or something because it works for him. Well, yeah, he probably did after that. Like he, But yeah, I'm just saying at one point it was Orton's theme song right before the voices song it was in between the hey and the voices song he tried out that one and it was horrible and then they changed it nothing you can say i like that song um, but yeah i but yeah it does work for cm punk although i will say that cult of personality was way better for punk but i don't know I have n- is there any other no bad idea oh I know the worst song in history for a wrestler. It was Jeff Hardy's theme song in TNA, which was Modest by Perox Wygen, which is also his band. <laughs> Go listen to that song right now and tell me it's not the worst WWE theme song ever. No, you're right. It, 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 it <laughs> it's was, that one. It, it's... That's the right answer. <laughs> I don't was, think did he a... use that in WWE, too? No, no, no. He only used that in TNA. Because in WWE, he used the... The one he's using now, and he used no more words. And those were the only two he's ever used in WWE. But in TNA, he yeah, used He did Mox. use uh, Perox Wygend. Yep. And it was bad. I feel like I feel like that's just because TNA... Um, Jeff Hardy kind of had the key to TNA for a minute, like Bobby Roode, how he did too. Yeah. Because Jeff Hardy was, like, the face of TNA. I agree. So, I mean, like, he and, like... Who styles? Mm-hmm. Sure, something like that. Um, I cannot think of what theme is the worst. Usually, they have really good themes. Yeah, they um, usually do have pretty good themes. Um, I feel like it's so iconic for him now, but like, and because I grew up with it and I'm used to it. And if he John came out Cena's. to anything else, I will be mad. <laughs> I will be mad. But no, John Cena's theme is good. Um, I would probably be. I'd be mad if he came out to anything else. But Rey Mysterio's theme is pretty bad. Like, think about it, dude. Booyaka, booyaka! 
Like, dude, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But, like, I'm so used to it now. If he came out to anything else, I'd be mad. Like I said. So, I mean, I guess that doesn't count. I don't know. You know who has, actually, <laughs> you know who has bad music? The Great Khali. Dude, I was thinking that when The Great Khali used to have his original song, it wasn't bad. But then he changed it to the, the really high energy. Yeah. The Yeah, I can hear it in my head. I just don't know how to... Say, no, you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Dude, yeah, exactly. It, it was. Fit him. It just, yeah, yeah. The great, great Holly song is not another one. Not good. The, another one that just I can't imagine them with another song, but like, it's pretty bad. Is the Big Show? Because he's had two different versions of that same same song, and they've both sounded bad. <laughs> it's yeah. The first one was a little slower, but, and it was well, and the new one's well. Like it's, uh, it is different, but yeah, it's both of them are kind of bad. <laughs> the big I like show it. tonight. I'm just kidding. Imagine oh, a but different song for him, but oh, that that Festus theme song. Objectively, I think it's a bad song. Like if you just showed that song to somebody who's never heard a song or never watched wrestling, and it was just like, hey, listen to this song, and they're like, yep, that's bad. That's what I think, anyways. No, do you remember the Festus theme, though? I don't. Like, oh, biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That's all that I am. <laughs> but but that one worked for him. That's what's funny about it, is that, that it worked for Otis's him. song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also think New Day has very, like, non-memorable entrance music. Like... I love them. I I like the intro. The intro when they're like, oh, New Day, yes it is. You know what, I'm like, that stuff's cool. But like the actual music itself. It's just like, yeah, it's just. It could be a lot better. Xavier Woods playing the trombone with it as well. But yeah, it's kind of just meh. I mean, it works because they're so fun and I love them. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Trying to think of um, anybody else, but I don't know. Everybody else is okay, I guess. Um, no, there's got to be. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> do you have any other questions? Because I have a couple more. You can go ahead and ask another one. What's um? What was your favorite feud? Do you have a favorite feud of all time? Of all time, um, I'm trying to think of some of them. It could be TNA too. Yeah, I mean, I really like. Uh, I like when they put Matt and Jeff Hardy against each other, just because it was kind of crazy. And, like, I think, what, Jeff Hardy's, like, house burned down, and they incorporated it into the feud, and Matt Hardy apparently was the one who burned his house down, and fucking Jeff Hardy's dog died in the fire, and it was just fucking horrible. And I was like, God. Just the way they turned them against each other, and it was it was crazy. And then they had an I quit match and Jeff Hardy literally fucking duct taped Matt Hardy to a table and was up on the top rope and Matt Hardy's like I quit and then he jumped on him anyways and it was cool I liked it that was the end of the feud but it was good um I like uh you go we'll take turns you go ahead tell me one of your favorite okay so I'm gonna get shit on by this (laughs) for this one but it was one of my favorite feuds and I just um, thought of another one John Cena versus the Nexus. The one I just thought of also involves John Cena, but go ahead. 
it was yeah yeah the 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 john john cena versus the nexus with wade barrett and all the nxt guys i miss wade barrett what happened to him i don't know he's he 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 did some he did some indie runs for a minute but yeah do you think about that they like do you remember remember when the nexus came out and then they like wade barrett had that feud with john cena and then like they basically forced him to lose yeah i remember yeah like i thought that was really good I don't know. I thought maybe I'm I wrong. Think one of my favorite feuds ever is John Cena and The Rock. I thought that was done really well and it was really funny. Oh, dude, John they Cena and The Rock was fucking good. music battles and dude, it was so good. That was the Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, too. The that was dude. Oh, yeah, dude. John Cena and The Rock were that was <laughs> that was good. So good. That that oh. might be my favorite feud of all time. It was so good. Oh, also. Um, I also have, this is also involved John Cena. <laughs> so he's been a highlight here. Yeah. Um, I, I almost want to say CM Punk versus everybody, like the establishment of WWE, but he was feuding against John Cena during the summer of Punk. Yeah. He also, so, I mean, I guess Jeff technically, because they took the title. He, that was in one of his last years in the WWE, I think. Right. When he cashed in on Jeff Hardy, that might've been the year before that or a couple. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I stopped I watching remember. for a little while there, but I just CM Punk, uh, CM Punk versus um, John Cena. Does the summer of Punk as a whole? I don't know that one. I mean, I love CM Punk. We're very much showing our age here because you know I'm only like twenty three and I haven't been watching wrestling for like that long in comparison to most wrestling fans, right? That you know started watching in like the nineties and shit. So I mean, like. Um, yeah, honestly, we need to go back and watch a lot of old shit when we have, like, the time. Yes, I agree. I'm, I I mean, I love Hulk Hogan. I love Stone Cold. If anybody like, has any older feuds or matches, like, on pay-per-views or whatever that we definitely need to see, hit us up. Send us a comment. We will check it out and review it. Like, for real. We've been talking about doing a segment where we review old stuff, so... Let us know. Um, if you if if you were a wrestler, what would your slogan or nickname be? Oh God, I uh, I'm trying to think of something really bad like the big dog. I can't use the big dog because that's taken. I could use the big dog. No, I wouldn't do that. I don't want to. <laughs> Imagine if I came in as the big dog and he's like, what are you doing? I'm just like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm the big dog. And he's like, I'm the big dog. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You could be the big dog. I'm the big dog. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm the big dog. I'm like, no, it's different. I'm the big dog. And he just doesn't get it. And we just go back and forth for way too long. But I don't know. I'd, oh God, what would I be? I don't know, man. I'd too big for one gimmick i don't know dude I'm kind of a me, big guy too big for one gimmick. i <laughs> bro i would be a fucking i'd be uh um a long i've already talked about what what i want my wrestling gimmick to be but for some reason i can't think of a slogan for for what i would do for for that but for me i'm just imagining me being like looking like fucking slash or some shit <laughs> 
and my fucking and my fucking catchphrase is shred fast eat ass i like it dude yeah and i like my fucking entrance music is just shredding dude it's just like shredding hard what if that was jeff hardy's motto and he just always plays the electric guitar with his back turned to the cameras after he says it. he's like shred fast eat ass and then he does the shredding on the guitar with his back towards the camera dude that needs to be darby allen's thing no he doesn't have enough personality yet he's still kind of melatonin monotone i almost said melatonin that's a sleeping aid <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> okay but uh yeah dude i i don't know what's another catchphrase I could just be like, my catchphrase would be, that was a warm-up match. And I'd lose all the time. And every time I lose, I'd just be like, it's not even a problem, dude. I don't care. That was a warm-up match. That didn't count. Let's go. You want to go again? And then I never actually fight him again. And that would be my gimmick. Warm-up match. Dude, I like it. I like <laughs> dude, it. I talk all this mad shit. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be easy. And then I just lose really fast. I'm like, that's not a problem, man. I didn't, I, and it doesn't matter. I'm, this is just a warm-up match, bro. I don't even care. And they're like, oh, you want to rematch? I'm like, nah, dude, it doesn't matter now. You're already saying you won. Who cares? And I'm just like a, like a coward and just run away. And that's my gimmick. That'd be funny. That'd be a good heel character. And then I eventually win a title. I'm like, yeah, dude, I finally started trying. That's all I had to do. I, I, I didn't care before. It was just a warm-up match, you know? You, I'm trying you, you're now. cheating. I'm just like I'm trying now and people are like oh yeah and then I'm like yeah and then I just destroy them I'm like yeah I told you I was just trying all I have to do is try bro (laughs) that'd be a good gimmick dude yeah I kind of like that he's like I didn't care to try before but now I kind of needed the money it's around the holiday so I'm the champion now you know I'm making the big bucks whenever I want to take a break I'll let one of you guys know and well practice in the ring whatever <laughs> i don't know god so stupid that is pretty fucking dumb i like it though it'd be a good heel character he just comes in and just kills everybody when he wants to and it's like that's his character so then if you beat him but he only like, does it when he cheats he has to cheat <laughs> i don't think so because it's even better time. if he doesn't because then if you beat him you're like how did I do that? Was he trying? I don't know. And he's like, good job, man. Guess you beat me. I guess you're better. Oh, well. And then we don't see him for a little bit. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be funny. Comes out in an interview. He's like, of course I wasn't trying, dude. I needed a break. I didn't want to be on here every week seeing Slapjack in the back. I need a life, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. That'd be funny. Dumb. <laughs> I agree. So, question. If you were in the WWE and you could pick any celebrity you want that's not already a manager or hasn't been, any celebrity you want to be your manager, it can't be a WWE superstar. It has to be a celebrity. Anybody you want to be your hype man or your manager or your whatever, your Paul Heyman, whatever you want it to be, who would you pick? Yeah, well, whenever, well, whenever you said hype man, I instantly went to Flava Flav. <laughs> Just immediately, just dude. Imagine being around the name coming out, being like, "Yeah, boy, motherfucker, it's P- it's fucking Pierce Lancaster." Dude, that'd be so hype, <laughs> dude, dude. I agree. That would be really uh, fucking lit. But um, 
Nah. Any manager, I mean... Anybody. I'm trying to think. Like I said, it could be your hype man. It could be your manager. Like, just somebody who comes out with you and, like... Dude, I'm going to say Flava Flav. can do your talking for you if you want. Whatever. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Flavor Flav, and I want him to be my I want Flavor Flav to be my personal uh, ring announcer. <laughs> I want mine to be Two Chains, and I want him to sing my theme song too. Dude, fuck yeah! <laughs> I think Two Chains would be funny. <laughs> uh, I think another good manager would be somebody like, uh, I don't know, Fifty Cent. We brought him up before. He would be fun. Dude, 50 Cent. I think I've I think 50 Cent and John Cena need to have a feud. They need to have a we staged rat beef. Oh, did I? Did yeah, I say this? You can say it again. That's fine. I've had this thought in my mind a lot. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. We'll bring it up one more time. Yeah, uh, I'll make it, it quick. Who cares? John Cena and 50 Cent should have staged rat beef, but then fight at WrestleMania to decide who wins their rat beef. Dude, if they did it right. The internet would explode over it. Oh, I agree. That's like the Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather type shit. When that happened, it was huge. Like something. I don't like remember that. that being a thing, dude. Yeah, they fought at WrestleMania. Floyd Mayweather fucking knocked him out and won. Dude, yeah, it was like what? WrestleMania twenty four. It was Floyd Mayweather versus the Big Show. Yeah, dude. I swear to God, dude. I swear. And they booked it like the Big Show. Like, I don't remember what happened, but I mean, I think he like punched him. But I know, um, I know that, uh, yeah, Floyd Mayweather, like, took the big show down to one knee or something and fucking hit him in the face and knocked him out. You can look at the video. It looks like he actually hit him, too. Like, it was, it was pretty bad. But, yeah, the big show fucking got beat by Floyd Mayweather at WrestleMania. I think it was 24. WrestleMania 24. Look it up. Incredible. I'll have to. Literally came out I'll to have to watch and there that. Was like money raining down when he came out. It was crazy. That sounds fucking incredible. Yeah, dude, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think a good manager would be pretty much any funny rapper too, like Lil Pump, like you said, like somebody like that. Lil Pump would be fucking sick, um, dude. Lil Windex. dude. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why, but I feel like Lil Xan yeah. would be hilarious. Maybe. He needs to be a wrestler. Like, he just be a wrestler, <laughs> dude. That'd be so funny. That would be really funny. What the hell? Dude, that, that should be a wrestler gimmick. There should be, like, a rapper. But, like, but like a new wave rapper with, like, face tattoos. That would be kind of funny, yeah. Dude, someone like Lil Xan, they come up and they're like, "Hey man, what's up, man?" And they like fucking wrestle, and then they like fucking wrestle people. That would be that incredible. would be a funny gimmick. And after he beats them, he just pulls a copy of his mixtape out of his back pocket and like lays it on his body, <laughs> lays it on their body, and walks out. Dude, that could be that could be how he gets introduced. Well, remember when Dolph Ziggler first got introduced, and they were like, he went around backstage and he's like, "Hey, I'm Dolph Ziggler," and he like tried to like shake people's hands and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't know that. if you remember that. Or I not. do. Dude, imagine imagine that, but with like a rapper gimmick who's like their name is like Lil something. They're like they're like, "Hey, yo, what's Lil up? Suplex. I'm I'm Lil Soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like he's like, "I'm Lil Suplex. Here's, here's my mixtape." <laughs> like that's how he introduces himself to people backstage. 
There's like a segment with, dude, it would be even funnier if there was like a segment with him and Vince. And he's like, hey, will you give me a contract? Here's my mixtape. And then, and then like Vince like whips out a CD player and like listens to his mixtape. And he's like, damn, this is pretty fire. <laughs> this is what and the like, kids Here you call go. Here's a contract. Lit, <laughs> dude, that'd be fucking hilarious. I would love to see that in a backstage segment. Oh my God. I would, uh, dude, I honestly, I'm saying it right now. Nobody steal our idea. This is going to be uploaded tomorrow. I'll have proof that I am taking the Lil Suplex rap idea. We're going to make a song for our podcast. Trademarked. Trademarked. Me and Pierce are Lil Suplex. Lil Suplex. And if either of us ever want to join the WWE, that gets to be our gimmick. Nobody can steal it. Lil Suplex. (laughs) Well. I'll get face tattoos just to commit to the character. Dude, it, it would be funnier though if you had like like the temporary tattoos, <laughs> like the peel. Yeah, you have like you different ones every put week. Put a washcloth on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but you have to beat you have to beat our tree for the twenty four seven. Yeah, there should be a backstage segment of like somebody coming into my locker room, and I'm like, I have like a bunch of face tattoos on, like the little peel off ones you get from the coin things at restaurants or whatever or arcades. They have like a little coin thing that pops out a tattoo, and you just peel it off and stick it and put a warm washcloth on and i'm just in the back with like washcloth all over my face and a bunch of tattoos i'm like what are you doing back here get out you're not supposed to be like and it's just that'd be so funny you're you're in you're in the back locker room people can't know these aren't real even though they're different every week anyways dude you're you're like, dude. You're you're in different set. You're you're in different scenarios for the twenty four seven title. But the different scenarios are like you filming a music video with a bunch <laughs> of like bitches around you, or you're like, or you're like at a like a designer clothing store buying Supreme, or like you're in the locker room. You have like headphones on. You're making your beats, and then our truth comes in with the roll up pen, and he's like, you're just like, no, no, I was making beats in the stew, bro. What you doing? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, dude, I, there's just, like, I'm filming a music video, and I have the title on, and R-Truth just comes and beats me up, and I'm like, well, we can't use that footage. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, filling up your cup with, like, with, like, purple lane, and you're, like, double stacking, I'm and you're like, like, I was pouring, I was pouring drink in my cup. I'm like, damn, <laughs> this song I was rapping about, me being the champion, doesn't make sense now. <laughs> dude, fuck. <laughs> uh, dude, I would love that gimmick so much. Oh God, dude, that would that would be funny, and he would have to rap his own music, of course. Yeah, of course he would. Yeah, he'd have to just come out with a mic and just yeah freestyle it or something. But then he has like a celebrity. But then he has a celebrity WrestleMania match, and it's against like Offset or something, (laughs) or like Quavo. (laughs) God. Okay, well, on that note, yeah. I guess that concludes this episode. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. At WrestleMania, it's going to be Little Pump versus Quavo. <laughs> uh, don't quote us on that. We are lying. And we, we can have one of these, whenever the new uh, Fast and Furious movie comes out, we'll actually get to see Cardi B versus John Cena. Cardi B and Friends. <laughs> Vin Diesel versus John Cena too, because he's he's the villain. It's gonna be all of them versus John Cena. John Cena is the Thanos. Wait, is Cardi B in the new Fast and Furious movie? Yes, Cardi is B is actual. It's is that why the dude, WWE dude. mentioned Cardi B to try to get some crossover promotion early? 
I don't wait. When did they mention Cardi B? Dude, we we talked about it on the last episode, and I have a whole ass highlight called Cardi B is fighting who. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, because a bunch of people were tagging her in WWE shit, and we didn't know why. But she's like, oh, she tweeted about it, and I, yeah, I responded to her tweet. She was like, she said something like, "People are wanting me to do something with the WWE," and I was like, "Please no." <laughs> dude, dude, but no, she that the new the new Fast and Furious movie has Vin Diesel, yay, uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, Dwayne and Jason Statham are, aren't in it. Yeah, they're sadly, in they're in their different Hobbs and Shaw spinoff universe. Yeah, but it's it's it has Vin Diesel, Ludacris, Ludacris, Cardi B, mm-hmm. and John Cena. Incredible! I can't wait for them. Dude, to go yeah, to they're space. all gonna have a rat. They're all gonna have a rap battle in space. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. I mean, probably. But. But anyways, that wraps it up here for us. That'll conclude this episode. Uh, Please like and subscribe and leave a comment. Tell us what you think and tell us if we need to uh, be in charge. And what, you know, what would you do superstar gimmick wise? Whatever. Just tell us. Tell us something. Tell us why you hate Baron Corbin. That's our favorite. Well, yeah, we'll definitely respond to those. Right Tell here. us why you hate Baron Corbin. He's a friend of the show. He gave him a call earlier. <laughs> yeah, he tried to call earlier. We didn't even answer because we care about you guys more. He'll, he'll have to wait. We don't well, want to give him more screen time. <laughs> well, my name is Pierce Lancaster. Say your name, Brian. Say it. My name is Brian Gatina. And, and we are signing off. Bye. I never know how to end these. I'm always so awkward, and I'm just like, what do I say? Do I say goodbye? Do I say... The Smackdowns are easy, because we can say, are you ready for goodbye? But on these, we're just like, what should we do? Should we just start to say something really interesting? Like, you know, I can't believe that this wrestling thing got spoiled. I was looking at the uh, Google yesterday, and I saw that...